Hey guys, just Josh here. Welcome to Ballarat Talks. Proudly sponsored by the Region Cinema. Yeah, you, yeah. you put the balls on the line there. Yeah, I was. <laughs> no, I moved, I moved out of home when I was 14, so I sort of come Really? Yeah. Hope you enjoyed today's episode, guys, with Matt Jajordovic. Righto, today's guest. Uh, I met him uh, quite a while ago through a mutual friend uh, at the gym, I think it was. Yep. Um, he's an international model uh, for Ford models in New York. He's worked with some pretty big brands. So you got like Calvin Klein, Abercrombie and Finch. I think I'm saying that right. Finch. Close. Yeah, close. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, like Ralph, I can't even say that one either. Uh, Ralph Lauren. Perfect. That's the one. Uh, welcome, Matty Jordovic to Barrow Talks. Thanks for having me, George. No worries, mate. Thanks for coming in. Let's start off, mate. So you, obviously, you grew up in Ballarat. Yep, born and bred. Born and bred in Ballarat. What school did you go to? Uh, I went to a couple. So I went to St. Olympia's Primary School. Then I went to Ballarat East, which is now Woodside High, I think. Mm. And then ended up moving to Ballarat High in about year 10. Why? I don't know. I just sort of wanted to change something different. Um, not that I wasn't liking East. Just sort of liked my sport and things like that. And just thought Ballarat High would be a good place to go. And Took a leap and yeah. So that was through, and you did year 12 or not? You... Nah, I dropped out pretty early in year 11. Yeah, that's too bad. What did you do after that though? Um, so I dropped out just after my 16th birthday and started doing a building apprenticeship. Oh, yeah. Did that for about uh, two and a half, almost three years. Yep. And then my boss went redundant at the time. Really good bloke. Sadly, just sort of after he finished up, I sort of went with another builder. Didn't like it as much. And then just started doing landscape with my mate Will White. I think you know him pretty well. Mm, no, well, I don't know him that well, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, started doing stuff with him and then his boss, and then he went on his own, so I started with Will. Yeah. And then when I was about 19, um, went to Stereosonic, um, got picked up in a modeling contest. I think it was like best looking guy at Stereo. <laughs> I know. It's pretty funny when you think about it now. It's pretty best random. Guy at stereo. That was literally what the competition was called. What did you say? So did you. What, so, hang on, so this is where you got, this is where the modelling career started. I heard it was from, so my sources tell me that you were at Maya, a Maya thing first. No. And you didn't do a Maya, like, runway thing first? No. That was after? That was, oh, oh, that would have been when I was, like, 17. I think we just did something for fun, like, the Ballarat. Ballarat Maya, yeah. yeah one of my like, friends was, yeah, like, was um, Sammy, yeah. to my, one of my sister's friends was just, like, um, did, like, a thing on but mine, and then just said, "Can we do it?" Me and, me and Sam did it actually. Yeah, Sammy, that's who told me. Yeah, yeah, it was like a bunch of our friends were doing it, so right. I didn't think too much of it then. Yeah, I just didn't even think it. That wasn't even didn't even cross your mind. No, not really. That was just yeah, something different. Yeah. Okay, go on. Yep. So you get a Stereosonic in two thousand and door two thousand and fourteen. Yeah, two thousand and fourteen. Yeah. Just sort of that was like day two. Day two of Stereosonic. Yeah, so I was definitely looking pretty shabby. Yeah. Because like yeah, had a big night the night before. Went to, as we're walking in with my friend Reese Jeffersoni, sort of walking in, and some guys are staring me down. I'm like, oh, like, what did I do yesterday? Couldn't remember anything. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, like, I was just like, oh, I was having lots of fun. Mm. Wasn't even going to go back the next day, I was still hungover. So we, um, yeah, start walking, and some guys give me the eyes. I'm like, oh no. Says up in the this guy just did not blink, walked towards me. And he's like, hey, my name's Benji. I'm from, I think it was like London Management. I'm a model scout, um, I own the agency. Doing a competition, would you like to enter? It's like best looking guy at stereo. I think you do really well in it. Just take out the photos, um, get your number, and we'll get back to you. And that was it. Just took out the photos, walked away. Did you think he was a creep or something, though? I don't know. 
Yeah, kind of a little bit. Yeah, before you get in the industry. Just, yeah, I was going to say, if someone just walks up to you and says, takes a couple of photos, he'll snag these, give me a couple of photos of your feet too. What's going on oh, here? Oh, like, close enough. <laughs> no, it was pretty good. Like, I was just like, oh, yeah, take a couple of photos. Just front side, spoke for about literally two minutes. Yep. And just said, like, oh, I'll give you a phone call, see what happens. And then just got an email prior saying won the competition. Um, so it was like a free photo shoot. So, like, they organised a photo shoot, got, like, a book together. Yep. And then signed the agency. And then... That was pretty much where it all started. So, so did he? There wasn't like a, a walk up on stage thing at Stereotony. It was just some dude walking around saying, "Yeah, like the front gate." Just as I walked in, just come up to me and, yeah, I think Jeff was pretty pissed it wasn't him, but yeah, Jesus, yeah. that's yeah, unreal. That's a pretty, very random. Yeah, I know it was good, but yeah. so, it's take me places now, so I'm pretty happy with it. But yeah, definitely. So they, so the the process of that, the mate, you went down to Melbourne. Actually, I think I remember you talking talking to you at this time. I reckon you said you've got the scene. I was a bit skeptical of it. Oh, uh, probably. Yeah, back at the gym or something, and then you said, um, "Yeah, I've got this shoot on in Melbourne." So you did the shoot, signed with the agency, and yeah. then you're just doing some local modelling stuff, are you? Or yeah, sort of like, oh, I was funny. Like I was trying to actually said this to my footy club a couple of weeks ago. I just sort of someone asked. I just said, um. I hadn't really left my state. I think I left like once when I was like 14 to go to Dreamworld, so it was pretty surreal. So like about after that shoot, about a week later, I sort of went to Sydney, mm-hmm. went there for about a week, um, had a shoot, and then come back after that and did another shoot in Victoria. Yep. And then I spent about a month in Sydney, about 19, so it was pretty, not leaving home, like living home, sorry, not leaving home, like your state, it was pretty daunting. Yeah. But yeah, so it was just like up there for a month and then pretty much like, oh, like an agency in LA wants you to come over. Jeez. So within about two or three months, I sort of, yeah, went to LA and then I went to London and then I sort of came home for a little bit and then just sort of, yeah, back and forth after that and just sort of spent a bit of time in London, went all around Europe, went to Milan and Germany and France and yeah, yeah, Spain, pretty much all those westernised European countries and then just went back to America, got a... Um, what do they call it? A, uh, like a visa. Yeah, visa. Like a three-year visa and spent some time in LA, then went to New York and I was there for about four or five years. Yeah, I remember, yeah, it's crazy. Like, I can't even... You couldn't even comprehend how, like, it just... I remember you going to Europe, I reckon the snow, I reckon you might have been put on Instagram a little bit at the time. Yeah, that yeah. Right? Oh, that would have been, like, first time I've seen snow. That was in Germany. Germany, yeah. Yeah, so everyone looked like a dickhead walking around. <laughs> I was pretty happy, though. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. Um... So your first job, how how does it work with payments and stuff? So do you get paid direct from them or is it that goes to the agency, they take a certain percentage and then you get your thing? Is that how it works in the modelling? So if we say like the job is like, um, let's just say $1,000. Yep. So yeah, let's just say that client wants to book me. They go through my agency and say, we like Matt, we've seen some photos of him and we all seen his Instagram. We want to book him. So the my agency will charge a client, so like, let's say $1,000, yep. and then they'll take 20% off me. Yep. And then they also charge the client like a service fee for finding me. Yeah, like a finder's fee, yep. A finder's fee, so they charge them another 20% that I don't even see. Yep. So really they make about over 40%. So they get, you're getting 600, they're getting 400 sort of thing. Yeah, yep. yep. So they take a big chunk, mm. but it's sort of worth it because they do everything for you. Yeah, it's like all laid out. They yeah. do the contracts. Yeah. Yep, so I just sit at home, wait for a phone call, and then do the job, and that's about it. How many were you getting over there? Like when you went to New York, how many, like in a month would you do? How many shoots? Um, it's really, I don't know, up and down. Mm. Like so, 
when I first came to Australia, I thought, or like when I first got signed, I sort of thought things would just happen straight away. I'd be like, you know, because they talk you up a lot and they sort of want you to yeah, get interested in They say the dream. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to make like a million dollars in the first month. And that's just... And then you find out like the top male models in the world really only make like a million dollars. Like that's the top of the top. Yep. And then like the chicks will make, oh, like I was gonna say Kate Moss would make 50, grand, 50 million a year, like easily. Do you think that, so I, this is where that big discussion with the pay gap and that comes in with male to female. I sort of tend to agree that they should get more only because I'm guessing that people would buy more often. The girls would buy a lot more oh, of yeah. the stuff. Like that's yeah, supply that's just, and demand. So it's the same, so like, my agent was a bit annoyed when I left America. Yes. In my sort of, oh, also left because I wanted to come home and study, and then yeah, sort of COVID and things like that. But so that's all saying about like um, with money. So like my first sort of year, I did okay. Yep. And then I went overseas, did a couple of like nice editorial jobs. So like editorial was like, um, just like magazines things like that, yep. and that's what they it's called tear out. So they use that for your portfolio. Okay. And then from there you go to sort of the next. Next year, sort of, yep. Yeah, so the more better your shots, the more other photographers see you and things like that. So mm-hmm. it's not it's a really slow process. Yep. It's not just like someone finds you goes, I love that guy, I'm gonna use him. Yep. Like that's a one in a thousand, you know, like Bruce Weber or something like that just picks you out of nowhere and just Yeah, right. and then you become an instant star. Yeah. But yeah, so like it's a slow process, started doing some stuff in um, Europe, come back to Australia, did some really nice stuff, used those photos, went back to Europe, did some really nice stuff, come back to Australia, did some nice stuff, and then just kept building from there. Yeah. And then got a big enough portfolio that um, I went to New York and just yeah got an agency. Like got went and seen all the big agencies in New York. Um, a few of them said yes. Sort of went back and seen them, and sort of you sort of find out who you're most likely or who's most likely to push you and who sees you yep. going where you want to go the same role. Yep. And then yeah, signed with them. And then for the first, um, New York's a really really hard market because like being in Australia, you're sort of a big fish in a small pond. Mm-hmm. Same as Europe, like there's not probably middleweight yep. and then when you get to America you just you're nobody until you're like really really big you're just nobody yep so yeah pretty much the first year I think I made like oh what was it maybe just under 20,000 American yep the second year maybe 40 and the first year third year probably about the same the fourth year before I left probably yep. made like my best year was about 100 120,000 American I think yep so I was starting to go all right, and that was when I was about 24. So when you get to that 25 to like 33, 34, that's when the money comes in. Right. Because the older you look. Yeah. So like that's, you know, you were saying about the women, more yep. people want it. So it's yep. like more people than men have money between like 25 and yep. 35. That's where the money is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it was just like a bit annoying during COVID and coming back. and. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So did you, you didn't want to come back? I did want to come back because I was sort of getting a little bit over it. Yeah. As in like... You sort of, like we said, like, that's when you got to make your money, but you still might not. Mm. So, like, and like we are saying, like, I might have, I did all my jobs that, that big year. I did all that within, like, I had one client, pretty much, who paid most of that money. For one, one, one client, 120K? Yeah, pretty much. Maybe, like, another 20,000 with other clients, but, like, or one or, probably one or two or three. Yeah, mainly just the one. Yeah. And then you get really lucky that way, and that's how you sort of support yourself. But, like... Well, I've always had a second job. So people think like 120,000, like he killed it. It's like, yeah, but I was living off like $20,000 for yeah. like three years and I had, I've always had second time, second, sorry, second income, like a yeah. part-time job. Yeah. So like put it into perspective, my rent for those three years was $12,000. Yeah. 
for three years. For like so per year. So I, pay, oh, yeah. I was paying about a thousand dollars a month. Yep. So I was making twenty thousand dollars, and I was pretty much taking home eight thousand after my rent to live on food yeah. wise. Yeah. So like, it was what? pretty. Did you have a second job though? Yeah, that's what I was saying. I did have a second job, but not for the first second year because I found no one wants to give you a job there because like, obviously it's illegal. Yeah. Then I met a really nice guy who owned a cafe, and he sort of would go there a bit and sort of eat there and he's like oh if you ever need a job let me know and I was like well actually I'd love one yeah and then he sort of took me on and then I'd work pretty much every Sunday Saturday for like pretty much two, another two years before I come back yeah what were the wages like I was actually what, pretty tips, good tips yeah because I couldn't get paid as like a worker so it was all just tips so I don't know maybe earn like $30 an hour like roughly oh, off tips US yeah so it's That's not bad good. yeah yeah damn good I thought US um, in New York the rent would be way bigger than two fifty a week. Oh, I was pretty lucky. Like I lived in a pit shithole, to be honest. Like yeah. I'm yeah, lived in a pretty crappy house. But it's like I sort of you sort of have two options. Like either you live in Manhattan and you live like quite expensive and like really small, mm-hmm. or you go out sort of Brooklyn or Jersey way and then have a bit more space and pay for about the same. Yeah. So I lived in Manhattan and went really cheap yeah like not real cheap so it's like one bedroom apartment sort of thing no nah, it was like two bedrooms I just okay. shared another guy but we had like no living room or anything like that so it's just like you walk in there's his room yep. there's this small kitchen the bathroom yeah and literally like a walk-in shower like you oh, I should send you a photo it's like literally <laughs> just open the door and there's the shower it's like you stand over and then you close there's no windows around it it's like a cupboard shower it's just like a cube yep. yeah and there's my room just far out yeah how'd you go with this did you have a girlfriend out there yeah, I did have a girlfriend in the end. Yeah. yeah. Not at the start? Nah, so not at the start. How'd so. that go? That would have been interesting. So I think isn't the Americans really like the Aussies. Yeah, it was good with the accent. It definitely helps. Like, you can... Yeah, it was good. Like, it... <laughs> yeah, all... good. Did you have Tinder? I did have Tinder for a bit, but I, I'm so shocking with social media and things like that. Were Talking you... people and texting. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I found it easier to just... I don't know, go out and actually talk to people and meet people. Because people are pretty... I feel like... New York, everyone's like real hustle bustle and yeah. it's not like, um, I don't know, what's the word? Like people don't go to America or sorry, New York to try and find love. You sort of go for your own objectives. Yep. So people just like want to have flings and things like that and just like, I don't know, no one's really committed to anything like a relationship. So it was like, in the end I did get a girlfriend. Yeah. You met Alison. Yeah, yeah. She Alison, was really yep. great. Yep. So sort of didn't work out as well as I thought it would just because of COVID made things pretty hard on us, mm. so we ended up splitting about mid or about, I reckon, February or March this year, because yep. she wasn't able to come over and things like that, so it made things difficult, but um, yeah, going back, sorry, to what we were saying about like um, talk, like going out, it was like awesome when you're with like a bunch of Australians, because they were real rowdy, yep. and you sort of attract attention, because yep. you're just like, not just one, there's so many of you just having beers and drinking and joking around, yep. and everyone just gets involved, so... Oh my God, you're from Australia? Literally. <laughs> it was good. It was fun. Um, did you have to have different... Is it different pay rates for tax and that over there? So, like, in different states? So, were you flying to different states to do shoots and you get taxed accordingly sort of thing? Does that make sense? Yeah, tax was really difficult there. So, it was more where you were at the time. So, like, I was living in New York, so I would pay federal and state tax. So... Yep. Oh, you sort of get around it being a model because, like, obviously, they can't tax every single state because, like, you've got to go. You might do shoots in yeah, that's what ten different say. states a yeah. year. Yeah. So I was like, you just get taxed where you're living. Yeah. So I was living in New York, so I got 
they've got a really high tax rate. I think they have the highest. I think it was like, oh, might have been 30%. So you're paying like 22%, then you're paying an extra 13% for living in New York. Yeah. And then... Aren't we at 30, 30 in the dollar though at the moment? But then I'll get paid... It depends what bracket you're in, I guess. But. Yeah. But then I'll get taxed again for being a foreigner. They tax you high for being a visa holder. Oh, okay. Yep. So I think I was paying like maybe around 40, 40% something like that. So the hundred grand after you pay tax yeah, and then after you rent. give you yeah, commissions and rent and yep. living expenses. <sighs> you need a lot of money to live in New York. That's yeah, what I realised. Definitely. Yeah. Did um, give me a typical shoot. So you rock up. You get. How does it? You you get booked. So the agent calls you. So. Oh, sorry, come back to what I said, like just sitting home waiting for a phone call. Yeah. That's probably a bit now, like in Australia, because it's a bit smaller market, and I don't really want to travel down to Melbourne to do a casting anymore. Yeah. Because it's like just a waste of a day sort of thing. Yeah. So my agency's really good like that. And I've pretty much, after seven years, it's sort of, you know all the clients. Yeah. But so, in New York, you would literally probably cast most days. That's probably why I was working Saturday, Sundays. Yeah. Because you can't sort of do that during the week, because you want to have it time free. Yeah. But so, for example, I would go to like... um. I know casting for Amazon, like just their online pitches, and then I'd go there. There would be like another hundred guys just waiting in line, pretty much look exactly like you, <laughs> just all waiting with comp cards and a and a book. And then you go in, you get your time, take a photo, ask a few questions. Um, what's your availability like? I don't know who else you work for. Do you work for similar clients? Just shit like that. Yep. And then they go, oh yeah, we're gonna we'll get you back if we need you. La da da. And then you have no idea. Because some clients are like, I really like you, and then you get nothing. Some clients are like, yeah, we'll get back to you. Like, you just think nothing of it, and they end up booking you. Yeah, and that's pretty much how it is. They end up booking you, but sometimes it might just be like, we'll give you half a day, yep. and if we like you, we'll use you again. Because that's sort of what I was saying, is about how my money is, like, you accumulate clients, yeah, and they use you a lot. Yep. So if people like you, you're good for their photo, good fit. That's how you sort of make your money. Yep. It's not just off, like, one shoot, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. makes sense, yeah. The more clients you have, the better. Yeah. That's how you make all your money. Right, so they and then you so they book you for the half a day or whatever, and then you you go straight to a location. And then they're saying yeah, so go to lo- depends what it is. So like if it's a like if it's just like ecom, you could be shooting like a hundred looks in a day. So yep. you're literally just like taking a shirt off, taking the photo, take a shirt off, take a photo, take a shirt off, take a photo. Yep. Or if it's like a campaign, it's normally pretty slow. Yep. It might be like five or six other people. So you like um, there might be a location like let's just say you go to. Like it's like meet at Bunyong Square. They shoot around the town square. Yep. Um, go to the hill. Have photos up there. Um, you normally start pretty early because they like the sunlight in the morning. They like the sunlight at night, so you normally have like quite a bit of a break if it's an outside shoot. Outside shoot. Yep. So just yeah, you sort of might only take like three or four photos and you get paid pretty decent money. So it's that's the good days. Three or four photos. Yeah, like literally. So like three, th- three or four different outfits, I should say. Okay, gotcha. So like. Yeah, like, but normally like a, yeah, like a catalogue or something like that, like they might take a few more, but like the campaigns is really like structured what they want mm-hmm. and they want something really perfect, so it might take a long long time for them to set up the shoot and obviously you've got four or five other people to try and think about as well, so yep. it takes a long time to get the photos. Yep. Like in in an e-com sense, you're literally just in a room like we are now with a white wall, camera set up, someone's just pressing a button and I just have to move around with a shirt on and then put another shirt on, do yep. a spin. Bang. Yeah. For your bigger clients, did they say any, like, I know, I remember talking to you when you were in New York um, about your food stuff, and were they pretty strict on, like, your certain look they wanted? So were they like, you need to fit into this, or you need to fit into that type of thing? Um, yeah, at the start, sort of like my agency were really, 
Because remember when, when I used to go to the gym, I was quite big. Mm. So, like, I was, like, I think my chest size was, like, a, I think it was a 30, 43 or a 44. And I had about a 31 or 32-inch waist. And you can't really change your waist size. But, like, it's so like, for example, you want to be able to fit a 40 suit. Yep. So, at least, you want, they want to be, like, a 38 to a 40. Right, that's like the, that's the... Yeah, that's like the perfect fit. It's like, it's called sample size. Okay. It's like whenever someone gets something for the manufacturer, they get a sample size, and that's like the sample size. Same nice. as women's, they want like a woman to be exactly that measurement. I don't know the exact measurements for yep. women, but normally you want to be like, for men, it's like you want to be six foot to six foot one. Yeah. Or you can be, you can be a little bit taller, but you don't want to be much shorter than six foot. Maybe like six three would be the limit. Yep. And then you sort of want to be around that 38 to 40 chest, and then like 31 to 32 waist. Oh, yeah. So you got to be, yeah, so they're pretty on you about yeah. you know, cut with weights sort of thing. It's like you're doing burpees all day. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like, it got like, um, took me a while to lose that, like, muscle. Yeah. And, like, right. at the start, I don't know, like, yeah, it took me a while to lose the muscle, but then once I got there, I sort of was able to maintain it. But, like, remember we are doing, like... Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, we were trying to get my food right and stuff like that because I remember talking to you about it. Yeah. But, like, after a while, you just sort of learn to... You know your limits, you like can't lift too heavy too many days in a row, make sure you do your cardio, you mm. just sort of, yeah, maintain that. So if we maintain the same 80 kilos for the last five years, mm. like exact weight, Yep. No, don't really fluctuate too much now. Is that changing, do you reckon, in the industry? Like people are, do you think they're going to more a normal... That like, me yeah, too like, movement changed everything. The what? Me, the me too. too movement. Yeah. I think Instagram as well changed yeah. everything. Yep. So when I first started... Instagram wasn't really a thing. Yeah. So it wasn't like... You see, like, a lot of models now, like, oh, I don't really know how they're models, but they're just, like, Instagram famous. Yeah. Or things like that. So they have 2 million followers, so they get, like, booked for a job. Yep. Like, probably don't fit the brand, but they want... The the, the brand wants that social media pushing as well. Yeah, presence, yeah. Yeah. So it's just, like, um, we're saying about the Me Too movement, was, like, say, pretty standard model would be, like, someone looks like me, like... Similar shape, chiseled face, yeah. same haircut, short back and sides. Mm. And then all of a sudden you get this guy with blue hair who's transgender yeah. and interesting and fun. And a lot of brands are pushing out to sort of like have that in their branding. Yep. You can't be like, you know, just pick the white guy. Yeah, you've got, just, yeah so yeah, it's got to be more diverse sort of thing. Yeah, because it looks yeah. healthy for the brand. It looks better image for their social media and things like that. Yep. So that's sort of where the brand has changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you, um, did you ever do runway stuff there in New York? Yeah, I did a little bit. Not like heaps. Like, um, I think the biggest one I ever did was for a company called Balmain. They're a big French, it's like designer. Yep. That was pretty, probably the bigger one. And are you wearing the same thing or are you changing backstage? I think, yeah, I only wear like two outfits. So it's just like, you literally uh, got changed. Oh, for that one, it was only two. Like literally, you... Pick it, they get you an outfit, get ready for it before the runway, and then as soon as you like do your runway, come back in, and then you go get changed straight away, and then pretty much get back out there and walk again. I remember the same. So I've done like one like for it was like a wedding thing, and um, I remember people when we went straight backstage, I just couldn't go over it because it just seemed like so normal to the models just to strip off, put everything back on, and off they go. Yeah, a lot of the time it's like you're boys and girls, so everyone's just completely butt naked. Yeah, you've got no was, time to like I be ashamed. Go, I was like. Oh my god! What is going on here? I was like, yeah. do we change somewhere else? Or <laughs> yeah. But that's on like shoots and all. Like you've got to be pretty comfortable being naked. Yeah. Like as in, um, I don't know. You got really you're in the middle of nowhere, so you really got no time to like 
oh, can I just run to that room and get changed? It's like, no, because we need the next shoot done. So you sort of just get used to being just butt naked and then just get into the next oh, outfit. Yeah, like, yeah. no one, like, takes photos or looks or anything. No, like of course, like, but yeah. it's just like, yeah. But just a normal thing, I think. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty full on, I reckon. Um, how much work are you doing around at Oz at the moment? Um, so... It's very sporadic, so like at the start of the year, when I first got back to Australia, did really well. Yep. Did like, um, I don't know, 10, 15 jobs in that first sort of three months, which is pretty good for a model. And then sort of didn't do anything for two months, and then just sort of, or two or three, then just sort of picked up a jobs again the last couple of weeks. Yep. It's just, um, you don't really know. That's why you can't, I don't want to depend, depend on it too on much it, yeah. anymore. That's yep. probably why I've sort of decided to not walk away from it just like take it as it is mm-hmm. like because when I first moved to America I'll probably to Europe then I moved to America like the reason you go is because you want to be the next big thing yep. so like, I was quite not obsessed but like that's that was my dream at the time sort of be a big model mm-hmm. and I'm pretty happy I did some big things but like probably not as far as I wanted to go but I was pretty happy with what I got to do with it yep. but so um, yeah did you get to know anyone over there sorry I forgot to ask that before anyone over there that was like a big sort of influence or get you into the parties or whatever it was like yeah yeah you meet a lot of like just in the industry alone it's quite small industry and like when I say there's a lot of models like there's more on the like my agency is like a pretty big one and there's probably no more than like 20 male or maybe 20 or 30 male models in New York for my agency and there's probably only like 20 that's it yeah 20 or 30 like they've probably got about 100 blokes on their board yeah but not really in town Mm. So really, it's only like the thirty guys. But then there's probably like four or five big agencies in America, in New York. That's not, that's not that many. Yeah, it's really only like 120, 130. So like, you meet a lot of them, and you meet a lot of them in castings, and everyone's knows each other. Even if they don't know you, they know of you or know your face. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so does your American casting agents get you jobs here too, or you got one for Australia? No, I got one for Australia. So yeah. the way. The way it works is like so, well, I was saying about that London, that guy Benji, yep. when he had an agency, he um, was my, it's called like a mother agent, and then he finds me agencies in other countries, mm-hmm. and then so if I'm like, oh, say for example, I'm like, I really want to work in London, he got me an agency in London, yep. and then they work, they most, they um, act like their new mother agency when I'm there, mm-hmm. but Benji will take commission. So if I do a job like that, $1,000, they take 30% and yeah, 10% just, goes to Benji, yeah, he gotcha. gets it. That makes sense. So, yeah. yeah. Um, So you've moved into finance now, though. Yes. Yeah, because you're loving your finance stuff. I know that we've had a few discussions about that. We have, yep. Why is that always been on the radar for you when you were growing up, or is that just something you've just recently gotten passionate about? Um, I probably bought a stock about, like, two, three years ago and just sort of loved it. As we're talking about, like, modelling, it's not something you can get better at. It's like you got what you got. Well, yeah, you got what you. I've when I've shot some like videos for with a model. Yeah, I can't get over how it's like they're doing a um a flicker reel. Like their face is just like bang, 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 bang with their like different. Yeah, so that's something you learn as a model. Like you don't do that. You just like you don't do that. No. Oh really? But I probably shouldn't say that if that for that person offends them. But like you want to be quite natural, mm. and you're sort of like you let your. F- oh. It's a difficult thing to say, but you sort of let your face slowly change. Sort of, you know, like say we're talking now, and then I start smiling, then I get sad, and it's like you're just sort of letting it do its natural thing. <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah. like it's called like the in-between shots. Right. So when you're like sort of changing your face, that's when it's 
the perfect shot because you're not thinking about it too much. Yep. And that's what photographers want to see. Right. So where yeah. the flicky come from with people? It's like, I see it quite a bit. I think people literally just seen it on social media or Instagram or YouTube and just like yeah. think, how do you become a model? And people are like, you've got to keep changing your face. It's like, you're true. You want yep. to keep changing it, but you don't want to be like so dramatic. Yep. And you're screwing at your face and like that because that's when they... When you're most relaxed and not thinking about it, mm-hmm. that's when they're like, we got the perfect shot. Like, it, if that makes sense. Right. Far out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. <laughs> I'll have to do a shoot one day. Yeah, well, yeah, we definitely will. So when you say, yeah, we'll have to do a shoot one day, do you, can, can you do shoots with random people and that? Or do you, does everything have to be through your agency now? Um... I sort of you can do whatever you want like as in like your own person yeah but you don't want to like I don't know you shoot for every Tom, Dick and Harry and it's like well you know it's sort of like we're saying about you build your brand yeah because you are your own brand yeah so for example if I worked for um, like we're saying I work for Calvin Klein mm. and then I go work for Target yeah Calvin Klein don't want to use me again so yeah I'm just some common Target model yeah you want to make your brand so in Australia you sort of work for exclusive sort of thing yeah because like when I went when I went back to like um, say when I was in America what works here like a lot of models might not go overseas in Australia mm-hmm. so they're just doing the local stuff but I'll go overseas and get like really good photos and work for big clients and then come back here and those clients like well if you work for these big clients you must be important here mm-hmm. does that make sense it's all, it's all, it's all a game so in, you, in you a still sense. choose around Australia then you're like nah that's not yeah. so I feel like some like a couple of friends like do you want to do shoots I'm like oh no, because you don't want those photos online. Yeah, it's, it's a bad photo. You sort of got to pick and choose what you want. Yeah. Not trying to be offensive, but it's, nah, it's like that's where my money comes from. Yeah. That's like my brand. That's, yeah, it's your thing, definitely. Yeah. That makes sense, definitely. Awesome. Um, I think we should move on to some questions, Maddie. Actually, just before those questions, what's your recommendation for people that want to get into modelling? Um, I think what you should do is, if you really are, like, because people would come to me all the time, like, I want to be a model, what should I do? Sort of tell them, they're like, oh, yeah, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you actually want to become a model, don't, like, try and go on social media and just, like, start posting photos and hopefully someone pick you up. Like, that's, that's happened before, but like we said, once in a million. Because mm-hmm. agencies aren't just searching the internet nonstop. Like, they are, but yep. that's, like, they're not their main job. Mm-hmm. What you want to do is you sort of, um, like I said, find those big agencies or find the big agencies in Australia. Um... Just take some basic photos, just if you're standing there, like a, a full body shot on the side, on the side, yep. your face on the side, on the side, close up, and then just send them, say, hey, my name's such and such, I'm this tall, I'd like to be a model, I'm from this area, never really done it before, just want to see what would happen. Because yep. they can sort of see from that, you don't have too much makeup on, you don't want to be, if you're quite basic, that's yep. what they, then they can mould you and see what they want to do with you. Because yep. if it's too filtered or you're doing some weird lighting, they don't really know what you look like. Yeah. So yeah, but you just want to be careful who you're sending it to as well, because people you hear a lot of horror stories about people. What do you mean? Like when they like a lot of my you talk to other models when they first started starting in the industry. Like I was probably lucky to get scouted. Yep. So like some guys would be like, oh, some photographer hit me up on social media and he was like, oh, I could make you the next big thing, and because you want to do it, you're like, oh, that's awesome. Like yeah, like what do we do? He's like, just let's do this shoot, and then it gets really weird shoot, and then. As in, like, just the creeps. Yeah, just creepy guys, and it's like they'll pretend like they're going to help get an agency, and nothing happens. Right, so they're just so, like private collection. Type yeah, of thing. sort of thing. Or they're not trying to help. They're just trying to help themselves more than it. So you, that's why you want to go to the agency and be smart about it, and just wait for a reply. And they're not going to ask you for like 
yeah, can you send me full nudes? Like, we need to see what you look like naked. Like, that's not a... Full nudes? Yeah, like, you just hear stuff all the time. <laughs> I hope not, yeah. Jesus. Oh, people would, like, that's what I mean. Like, a lot of my friends, when they first got into it, were like, didn't know how to do it. So people just think that's how you do it. And people, that's how modelling is. You just, like, you have to do what they say. It's like, you still have to remember your own person, like, you can do, but you can always say no. Hmm. So, like, yeah, so just go to the agencies, take those basic photos, send it off, and wait for a reply. And if they ask you to come down and meet you in person, that's a good sign. Yep. If not, they should say, you know, we like your look, go to this other agency. That's what a good one would do. Yep. They're not going to ask for more photos or... Well, they may, but they're not going to ask for too many creepy things or back and forth. They'll probably give you a phone call and want to talk to you and yep. things like that. Who's the... Is there one in Melbourne you'd recommend that people can go down to? Um, well, I'm with 520, which is a Sydney agency, so it's not in Melbourne. Um, but there's like... What is it? I think like Chadwick's a really good one. Oh yeah, I've heard of them. I think there's a few others that are pretty. I think IMG in Sydney is another good one. Yeah. But I like my agency. I think they're. What are they? What's their name? So five twenty. Five twenty, baby. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna have to come down, buddy. I'll show you looks. Have you been on? What's your thoughts on Star Now? Do you remember you know Star Now? No. The casting agency for video work, I think it is. Oh, it might be actually. I think it is my other modelling work too. There's like, oh, I think I've seen some of that in America. Yeah. But like, that's what it's all about branding. Like, the reason you want an agency is because they'll do it all for you. Gotcha. And like, brands will go to them. Yeah. If you like, like those sort of things, it's like, you've got to brand yourself and you don't know what your rates are, Mm -hmm. things like that. You don't know what to ask for and don't know how to, you just want someone else doing it. It looks a lot more professional. Just let someone else do it, like handle it. Yeah. Because you don't know what you're doing sometimes and you could. Yeah, of course. Yeah. They have the inns. I'm guessing they have the foot the door in most places too. Yeah, so like my agency might um, be friends with a certain brand and be like, you know, this is Matt, he's in town. Do you yep. want to see him? La, da, da. That could help. Like just, yeah, like those sort of connections where you are going in blind. You don't even know how to contact uh, like um, clientele. You don't have their contact numbers. Yep. Like who are you going to email? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Cool. Righto, let's get into these questions, Matty. Let's go. Um, hopefully I had a bit of a think about them last night. What, what, what's something that people would be surprised to know about you? I did write something down. Well, grab your, you had your notepad. Grab your notepad out. Come on. Over it down. That's okay. Before you lost the page now. <laughs> Matty came with a notepad and I thought, this is nice. He's just wrote everything down. Well, I, did, I looked at it last night and just thought of those questions. Hopefully, you don't get asked those questions too often. No. Nah. But um, probably what people perceive me online versus in person. Mm. Or probably... Probably more or less, I think it's from school. I think we've spoke about that, like what people think about you when you're at school and how different you probably become yep. as an older person or adult. As in they uh, are stuck with what you, you might have used to have been like and they you change as a person type of thing? Yeah, like I think people when I first started modelling, um, for example, people probably like see my Instagram probably think I'm quite arrogant or things like that. And it could be in some senses, but I don't think I am. Um, Maybe when I was younger, I was a bit of a dickhead, but I think in the last sort of couple of years, sort of come a bit more humble and just sort of do my thing a bit. Like yeah. like we said, like I've always had a second job, so I pretty much just, I think I've had like two Saturdays off in the last seven months since I've been back. So like, yeah. yeah. So I see you. I drive past you. Yeah. In the bottle <laughs> shop. Yeah. So no, I just, I, I don't know. I like to do my own thing a bit more now. Probably don't go out anymore and probably pretty boring, but yeah. That's okay. I think with, like with school, that was more like... I'd, yeah, we're talking about this with Ando, actually, the guy who runs yeah. this place. We're talking about, um, you probably struggled a lot in school and didn't think I'd really go to university. And it was a bit like, um, probably not many people probably thought I would either. So yep. it's just that different style, like change of mindset, which I think people probably wouldn't think much of me. School's, I think school was hard. Like, I, I didn't, 
I won't say I struggled at school, but I wasn't an A grade student by any means. Like I, I'm not a I'm not a great reader. I'm not a great writer, to be honest. Even spelling, I really do struggle with, to be honest. I'm pretty yeah. pretty shocking with it. Um, I don't think you, like I would say you don't need it. You do need it, but not to probably the extent that. But we talk about that like in our finance. Like we're talking about finance and sort of like um. I mean, the smartest person in the world, but like it doesn't mean anything to you if you don't use it. Mm. Like we're sort of talking about like going to like uni. I want to do finance because I want to be able to manage my money. Yep. Like people, like you've done pretty well for yourself. Like you probably, fin- I think you finished year twelve. Yeah, finished year twelve. Yeah. But like you didn't go to university, but you've own yeah. your own business and things like that. So you're running pretty well. Yeah. I think that's what people should take in more. Yeah, well, I think just, that's just like just do what you want to do. I think drive that passion towards what you want to do rather than just the. Well, it really depends on what you want to do. Obviously, if you want to be a doctor and that, you sort of have to be yeah, pretty yeah. straight up. You don't have to go to uni forever, then. Definitely not. No. Um, what do you love most, apart from family? Oh, I've, that's what I've written down, family and friends. <laughs> um, I definitely love my footy. Like, a big thing... Like, that was one of the hardest things, I think, when I lived, lived overseas, was not playing footy. Like we, oh, sorry. Yeah. Come closer. Yeah. I played in a footy team in America, like the... Um, Play for the LA Dragons and the New York Magpies. Like we'd only play like four games a year, and it was really like four games. Yeah, so like because it's too hard to get organised teams. Right. So like you'd be literally, you'd probably, what did we do? We sort of, yeah, only play for a couple of games a year. But you sort of, we drove down to Boston and played like the Boston team. Then we go down to DC, play them. Um, got in a bus, like yeah, literally that's how you play. Because otherwise, there's no other teams around. Is it, are they all Aussies? It's nine and nine, so you have to play like no, at least nine Americans and then nine Australians. Right. So like you just see these Australians dominate. Yeah. And you got these nine Americans who have no idea what they're doing. Just play a gridiron sort of thing. Yeah. Heavy tacklers. That's. I think I just like I love the camaraderie of it all. Like mm. that's why I still played in America, even though it was not as close as what you are, like a brotherhood in sorry in Australia. That's yeah. sort of what I miss. So when I come back, I played all my juniors at Dunstan and just thought I'd want something different. So I went to East and just sort of got out my comfort zone a bit and just sort of went to another club and... Is that your first year at East? Yeah, it's my first year, yeah. I thought you played there when you were younger. No, I always played all my footy at Dunstown, so... So that's probably where most of my best mates are from, but... And you went to East because of Walshy? Yeah, I went with Walshy. Yeah. Sort of, like, that was definitely a big reason. And sort of just like I said, like, um... I like to be out of my comfort zone, I think. Yeah. Like, so that's probably why I was pretty happy going overseas, I think, because you can get pretty content living in Ballarat. Living Definitely. in home and yep. doing the same job every day. Groundhog Day becomes very... You've got to do something that makes you a bit scared, I think, a bit nervous. Yeah, so that was probably the only bloke I really knew from East at the time, really, was Walshy. Big bad Walsher. He's still playing. I played a couple of games against him, actually. Um, what are you most afraid of? Probably turning 40 with no money. Turning 40 with no money? Yeah, I think that's it. I don't know, that's probably why I got into finance. I was thinking, because modelling's one of those jobs where, like, you cannot control what you're doing. That's probably why I've taken a step back and sort of started to study. It's like, you, like I said, you only look what you look like. So if one day you get in a car crash and you, you can't model anymore, you're like, that's my income. You can't yep. do anything. Yeah. Or you get, yeah. So my fear was just like, I need something to back myself and like later in life, how am I going to sustain my living? Yeah. That's why I want to go back to uni and get education, get a real job. That's why I'm surprised you, you've actually played footy. Oh. Yeah, but that's all, it's such a... I don't know, I've grown up with it. Just, like, people always say that. I mm. hardly only started wearing a mouth guard this year. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine? quite lucky to uh, get your teeth knocked out, really. So I reckon you... I reckon there was one time, maybe just before you had a shoot, or maybe before you were going to America or something, 
And yeah. you're like, oh, I'm playing footy. And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, you're playing footy before you go or something? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, even when I come back, like, I'd come back for, like, two, three weeks, I'd still go play Dunstown. I played, like, probably nearly a game every year. Probably yeah. only missed a couple of years, just, like, one game and get the feel for it. Shit. No way, man. It's pretty... That's interesting, though, the money side of things. Like, is it more so that you... What do you think... If, I, do, like, just to survive or just to what... Oh, I think you need that for your mental health. Like, that's why I wanted to play footy. Oh, no, sorry. Sorry about the 40K. Like you said, like, oh. turning, sorry, turning 40 and having no money. Oh, I think it's like yeah, a lot of people have that fear of money, just like not having anything. Like, you just don't want, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Just like, you don't want to, I don't know. I have no idea why that's my fear. I just have that fear of like being nothing and doing nothing and turning 40 being like, oh, I didn't really do a lot with my life and... I now have nothing to show for it. I'd love to. Forty's young still, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you can still rebuild from that. Yeah. But that's probably and open water. Actually, I hate open water. Yeah, actually, just recently that's that scared me going out in the boat and that. Yeah. Pretty full on. Um, what's something that someone said to you that's just stuck with you? Didn't write anything down for that one. No. Um, that maybe a, your dad said to you when you were younger, or. I think you hear a lot of things like there's a couple of things you hear over the time that really stick I think one was I can't remember if it was Warren Buffett or it was that Gary V guy Gary, he like said like Gary. yeah just ignore people and hustle it sounds like Gary yeah it was just like like don't worry about attention so much yeah like this is just, I don't know like we're talking about you. yeah social media like for modelling like I sort of the last probably two years um I probably stood away from social media a bit. I haven't really posted anything. I probably posted two posts in the last like two years, and yep. both of them were paid. I got paid to do them. That's why I posted them. Paid posts. Yeah, like paid on by the clients. You had to post it. Oh, okay. I thought they would just be just like a, a modelling photo that you would just post it. No, that's nah. They like I stopped sort of doing that. That's why I mean like they sort of talk about like got more into it. But then once I read the article, he sort of talks about like um. You start thinking what people say and want to do. Mm. You sort of get manipulated by that. So yep. it's like, that's what I was saying. Like, so probably about a year and a half or two years ago, I sort of decided to go to uni. So I do like a bridging course. Even then, like I hardly even read a book and thought if I'm going to uni, I have to at least learn how to read properly. Yeah. So I started reading a few books and then sort of got a bit more quiet and did my own thing. And then I started doing that bridging course and then got into uni in the last six months, passed my classes and then on to the next semester. So I think by just putting my head down and doing stuff my own way not really concentrating what people think as much yep. like I said working those Saturdays and Friday nights and Sunday nights so you're not in the social scene as much which is good as well influence so, crazy yeah what do you mean by read read like read books on this course that you're going into yeah I think just like well, I wanted to do finance so I was like well I can't just wait for it to come around so I started like like we even were saying at school like I struggled quite a bit so I just thought like oh I'm going to have to get my reading level better and start reading quicker and then we started like once I got a bit better at that then I was like oh, actually like finance so I read like I don't know maybe like 10 books in five months just yep. on like actual finance before I started uni yep. just to sort of understand what I was getting myself into and I realised like I actually did really like and I was doing the right thing yep. so it put me in the right direction even further yep rule number one I remember you telling me to read that book yeah that was a good investing that book that is a good book it is well I didn't read it I audio booked it if I'm as long as you listen to it as long as I listen to it <laughs> Um, do you have any mentors or people that you really look up to? So maybe it could be someone in the modelling industry that you're like, holy shit, like that would be a cool position to be in. Or it could be just a, a mate, it could be a dad, it could be anybody. 
I used to have definitely like when you first start modeling, like anything, you want to play footy so you look at Scott Prendenberry or something, like, yeah. you know, how hard he worked. Same modeling, you're like, I looked at this guy, David Gandy, who was like 35 year old model who's just done it all. And you're like, oh, I want to be like him. Then you realize he's just lucky. The way he looks hasn't really done much for it. Yeah. He probably has, he knows how to talk to people and things like that. I think more probably my thing was like probably Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think yeah. you like as well. Oh, sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. I just think like him or Warren Buffett, just like that, or especially Arnold Schwarzenegger, just because he was like, he had like, like so similar to me, sort of like you had a dream and he moved overseas and sort of pursued it. Well, his mentality was crazy. Like he, he's, yeah, I do love that about him. Yeah. His mentality was just insane. He's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm a boy from, was he from Austria? Yeah, Austria. Yeah. yeah Austrian Oak. Yeah. I think his story is pretty, like just where he's taken, that's what I like about like people who hustle or you take things like yourself, like you own a or you work in a gym and then you decide to own your own gym and yeah. then you do your video yeah. like just whatever you want to do you're real passionate about and you gave it 100% yep. and that's sort of what he's done in a way like he had a funny accent didn't he could act and now he's was a massive star he got, he got told that he couldn't and especially with his last name they were calling him Arnold Von Snitzelberger or something I'm yeah like, oh, it's one of his talks one day and that's what they I remember he has like 10 rules or something yeah his, go his book's again. pretty good yeah is it, what's, it, what's the book called Okay, I'm what it's called now, but that was just interesting. Just talks about how he's like childhood, like as a kid, he was a scrawny kid. Yeah. Seen a couple of magazines, wanted to do that. And then he started, yeah, just like, like I said, one thing to the next. He sort of just aced it, like got into movies, then got and used that platform to then put into like politics. Mm-hmm. It's like from, yeah, just sort of using those platforms, just like, like we were saying about you doing podcasts, like it's not something you would normally have done. And now later on in life, like it's good to have those friendships and those connections. And, mm. It's cool to meet new people. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, do you have somebody you might want to see on the podcast next from Bar Community? I'd actually really like to see, like we are talking about before, Jake Bridges. I think my football coach, um, I don't think he just has a really interesting perspective on life and just sort of sometimes before he talks, before training or a game, just different things he would do that you wouldn't really, a normal coach wouldn't do. Okay, yeah. I don't know how to really explain Like So like, one drill was like just close your eyes and just run in space and think about nothing and you're like closing your eyes it's like making you yell and run <laughs> and just like but like I don't know like those things like it seems silly but like everyone trusts in him and yep. then you look and how well he's done with football like he's taken East to like two grand finals within like you know three years he was there like which is pretty impressive yep. and just like when you talk to him like he's very calm and collect and he actually listens and contributes what you have to say Things like that. And I think when he approaches things, he approaches things really, I don't know, quite well. It's like... In a different way. Yeah, you want to listen because he has that, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Anyone else? I don't know, probably Sam Forbes, but he doesn't want to go on this, I think. <laughs> don't think he can. He'd I would be love to have him on, but I'm not sure what he could actually talk about. Contact his police and see what they say. Yeah, I don't reckon they, they'd let him on. <laughs> awesome. Do you have anything else you want to share with people before you go, Matty? No, that's about it, mate. That's it. it. Good, good conversation. Yeah, I enjoyed thanks it. For, thanks for coming on, Nervous mate. about coming on, but it's good. I was a bit nervous. I offered him a couple of glasses of red or something, but he, he said no. Are you drinking at the moment or no? You haven't been drinking? No, I still drink. I still drink. But that's yeah. what I was saying about, like, so when I was younger, probably drank, like, every weekend. Yeah. For, like, between, like, 18 and 20. Yep. Probably drank, like, three times this year. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it just sort of... Sort of phases out a little bit. Yeah, I think it's just not my thing anymore, I yeah. think sort of like it can be nice to have a, a casual drink I've had a few casual drinks I don't think I have yeah. a big night oh, I might have had a box too a little while ago actually but you've never been a drinker though 
I did three years without it, I think. It was roughly two or three years of no, nothing. I like to have a, the social drink, I think. Just yeah, I like that, like a, a nice cocktail at Renard or something, like or one of those sort of places, cocktails. I'm not so much going to like a Bluestone. Yeah, nah. Nah, I'm done with that. Being yeah. 26 now. Uh, thank you. Beautiful, Matty. Appreciate your time, mate. Thanks very much, mate. Enjoy it. I'll talk to you, uh, I'll talk to you after this. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thanks for tuning in, team. Once again, would appreciate any reviews you've got down below. Have a great day.